the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And today you're listening to the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. That means Paula is live in studio with me here today. And we're ready for your phone calls and questions. All you have to do is dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll free at 877-630-KSLR at 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can send them in via our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. All you have to do is hit the button that says call now and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, 340-9585. I hope you're having a happy Valentine's Day. It's sort of a made-up holiday, but uh, I've had a good Valentine's Day already this morning. And uh, we had some neat things, Paula, happen here at the church. Welcome to the program, first of all. Thank you so much. Now it's your show. Talk about Talk about the wedding? The wedding here. The wedding on Valentine's Day. It was just one of the sweetest things. Um, you know, we have a fairly new couple, um, I think. Yeah, I just got saved two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Ariana, though, has been coming here. Um, I think two years ago she came to our women's retreat. She used to live in Florida. So she came with one of our ladies who used to come here, and now they live in Florida. Well, she brought her um, two uh, retreats in a row. So anyway... That she's been coming to the church here recently, and um, about maybe six weeks ago or so, um, the young she brought a young man with her. We're like, hey, who's this? You know, well, this is my boyfriend, and his name is AJ. And so a couple weeks go by, and um, he comes running up to you after church on a Friday night, mm-hmm. just so excited um, that Pastor Juan had led him to the Lord, and he just knew for a long time that God had been chasing him. And, and now that he's saved, he was just so excited. And ever since, he'd just been on fire. And then Pastor Ken did the wedding today. But how that started is they were they were going to go to um, the courthouse and just on the steps with I don't know how many other people to get get married. And so last night they were talking about it. And... A bunch of us are standing around. I'm like, the courthouse? You could get married here in your church. And so, Pastor Lane, Jocelyn, would you sing for them? And, of course, that's what we do. And and then uh, Pastor Ken, I was kind of rude. I, he was talking to somebody else, and I was like, Pastor Ken, I need you. You know, so he, he was sweet. He said they were finished with their conversation. So he came over and was talking to him. And so when we, you and I, left church last night, wasn't 100% sure that, the wedding was going to take place. And so um, this morning when I was texting Pastor Keenan and Diamara, they said, oh, yeah, it's going to be at 1140. Perfect timing because uh, we were just getting out of the house and we could make it real quick. 
But what a sweet time. He had family here, um, and they were all dressed up. They're talking about having a big celebration sometime down the road, and we have found that that usually doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to have uh, Pastor Ken stand there with the AJ and Ariana in the 11th grade classroom um, saying a song after the celebration, but to see the looks on AJ's family's faces was priceless, and they all had their, their phones and, and um, recording the whole thing. But to know how Jesus redeems two sinners and brings them back together, um, and now there's a baby on the way. Yeah. There's, a, there's actually more to the story because... Um, uh, you know, when, when somebody meets Jesus for the first time, you're right, AJ uh, almost accosted me mm-hmm. uh, that Friday night. And uh, when um, um, he's telling everybody about, um, I just accepted Jesus Christ and his heart was so full, um, th- then, you know, some of the details comes out. He's living with this girl and um, um, Pastor Ken Tells him, well, well, you know, you got to stop that. Why? Mm-mm. You can't have sex with her. Why? And, and he he really didn't know. And he was it was almost cute. He didn't know. Um, but but we we had him separate. And the the foundation of that was simply, um, AJ, we're going to start this life either in compromise, or completely sold out for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he had a decision to make right then. And the world often doesn't understand that. What's a big deal? It didn't make sense financially. It didn't make sense logistically. Uh, it wasn't a big deal. They were going to get married soon because now they're both Christians. And um, um, Pastor Ken told him, no, no, no compromise. And he moved out right then and there. Mm-hmm. And... Take that stand for the Lord. And that was a couple of weeks ago okay. that, that, that AJ got saved. And uh, and today we got to sit around and watch him. We had a, um, some of the kids from the uh, high school who were singing a song that was was sang the night he got saved. Mm-hmm. And he was almost tearing yeah, up. Yeah, it was super stuff. special. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. And I, I think when when Ken mentioned it in the wedding ceremony today, that uh, AJ, you you wouldn't compromise, and look what God has done and how He stands for you. This is something that I think the world just doesn't understand. It's not a big deal. Oh, what's the big deal? Everybody does it. But if you want to start out with that solid foundation of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. um, it's one thing to be happy and say, "Great, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven." Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's another thing to say, "Okay, well, well it's going to cost something." Mm-hmm. And that's a commitment to holiness. It's a commitment to 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 putting this relationship back on the rock and treating this this beautiful young woman mm-hmm. um, like she's God's daughter. Yeah. And he had to had to come to grips with that and mm-hmm. bless his heart he made the right decision. But but now he's been saved for a couple of weeks and that smile hasn't left his face. No, it hasn't. And uh, we got a chance to enjoy that here today at 1130. They were going to go down, you, you told me, mm-hmm. I didn't know this, to the, court to the courthouse, courthouse yeah. where I guess they marry a whole bunch of people on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. um, on the steps of the of the courthouse. Yeah. And um, last night, some of the ladies, uh, including you, um, you know, almost assaulted. No, we can do it here. We can do it here. It's with your family, with your family, you know, just, <coughs> you know, it's a maybe it's a big deal. Um, to ha- to be married with a bunch of people on the steps of the courthouse, but that's by somebody you don't know, surrounded by a whole lot of other people that you don't know, and you really don't even know if you have anything if at if at all in common. And so to have it here mm-hmm. with his church family, I mean, uh, Pastor Juan is there taking the pictures. He's the one who actually led him to the mm-hmm. Lord. Um, Pastor Ken did the pre-marriage counseling yes, over the last couple of mm-hmm. weeks. And then the rest of us who've been sitting with them, talking with them, praying for them um, to be a part of this uh, was super special. Yeah. Yeah. We just, it was just super special. Yeah. Very cool. And, you know, it just reminds all of us, especially in the church, the world thinks living together is no big deal. And, you know, having sex, even though you're sitting up in church is like no big deal, but it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal to Jesus. And that, that they 
heard the counsel, took the counsel, and now they can be used later to say, don't do what I did, you know, um, get started. Don't have to have somebody tell you that being a Christian or going to church and living together, having sex together is okay because it's not. It really matters to Jesus. And, and now there's a, a yeah, I, I did not know this until today, the wedding, uh, Pastor Ken said she's seven weeks seven pregnant. Seven weeks, mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, and, and uh, this is uh, going way back in time. But, but when he said that, I thought about uh, you being pregnant with our Ronnie mm-hmm. uh, when we got married mm-hmm. in September of 18-something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's just one of, those, one of those things where we got to watch. Over this last two weeks, we've been privileged to see the hand of God move in this young man's life. Mm-hmm. And he was so happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, and he's just still filled with joy. That, that hole in his heart has been filled. Yeah. And this is a, a, a now a, a man and a woman and a, and a baby mm-hmm. whose lives are changed forever. Yeah, yeah. To bring a child in legally with security, you know, a lot of times people just go through the motions and they bring a child in and they're not married and that child, whose last name do we give it? And who's got, you know, all that. It's just that's taken care of. This child comes into the world legal and with God's blessing on it. It's just amazing. I, I, yeah. I, you know, we have a great life, Pastor Ron. <laughs> we have a great life. That's what I told him. I said, I said uh, to, to Ken and to Pastor Juan at the same time, I said, uh, we have a good job, don't we? Mm-hmm. And they just smiled really, really big. Yes, yes, Hey, yes. Paula, before you go on, we've got Anthony from Seguin on uh-huh. line one. So Sweet. let's take a call from Anthony. Anthony, good to hear from you. How you doing? Anthony, are you there? Yes, are you there? Hello? Yeah, Anthony, we're here. How are you doing? I'm blessed. How are you guys doing? Can you hear me? Yes, we we can hear hear you fine. fine, Okay, okay. Go ahead, sweetie. Oh, we lost Anthony. Uh Something happened. Um, He got disconnected. So, Anthony, call back. Okay. Okay? Yeah. In the meantime, Paula, what's up? Okay, Pastor Ron, I have a question. Oh, before you do that? What? Let me thank Hindle. Hindle, I know you're uh, listening. Thank you for sending me the picture today. That means so much. And now, um, uh, because, and this is what people don't understand. I pray for people. And uh, now I've got a face to go with the uh, with my, my heart for prayer. So uh-huh. thank you very, very much for sending that to me. Yeah, and it was a cute picture with her little poofy white dog. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Hi, Hendo. So um, what I was asking, the question I have, Pastor Rob, I've been in Ephesians uh, quite a bit, so I came across, across, not with a T, this scripture, and I'm asking you a question. It says in verse 11 of chapter 4, mm-hmm. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. My question is, when is coming to full maturity when does that happen? It, it, I'm thinking it can't mean that we're all going to be so knowledgeable of God and then we get to go to heaven. But what, what does that until we all reach unity in the faith, becoming mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ? Okay, I'll answer that in a moment. But let's we've got Anthony back and I've okay. got another caller on the line. So if you'll be patient, let's go uh, back to Anthony. Anthony, thanks for calling back. You're on the air now. Thank you. Thank you. Can you hear me now? We can hear you fine. Okay. Um, first of all, I have to apologize to you and Paula. Uh, my name isn't Anthony. Uh, I just gave an alias because uh, I didn't want people once again to know who I was. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> but but it, it no worries. Comes in, it comes into it comes into play. Uh, my name is Ruben. That's my real name. Okay. Um, but I. 
I need some help. I need help, and I am spiritually lost. I am emotionally drained, and I am tired of legalism. I am tired of uh, not being good enough or... You know, the reason why I go to whatever I'm going to is my fault because apparently I'm not praying right to God and I'm not, you know, coloring within the lines, you know, and I need to stop that. And I don't know who else to turn to. And you, I don't know you. I've never met you. I've been so many times close to going to your church, but it's never have gone because I have this preconception of what a church is supposed to be. And I don't know if it's going to fit my, what I think it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> but all I know yeah, is that I, when I hear you, when I hear you, I learn so much from God. And I learn, I learned that I just want to get closer to God. And I, I am spiritually stuck and I need help. I don't know which way is up, which way is down. I'm just like, okay, then um, what do I do? And I was, I'm calling out for help. I, I want to know if there's any way that I could meet with you and talk with you, get some counseling, and see maybe if I can begin to to go to your church and just start at the bottom and just build myself up again. Mm-hmm. Just build myself up and see if. All of this will stop. Because <laughs> I'm tired of feeling the way that I'm feeling. I'm tired of never being good enough for anyone. <laughs> and I'm tired of always being, feeling guilty if I'm doing something wrong and God is punishing me for something that I've done in my past or, mm. or for something that, I've, that I have truly done. If he's, is He holding it against me still? You know, is that why I'm suffering with depression and anxiety? <laughs> That's why for the past seven days I've been going out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, Ruben, and, and let me apologize to you in advance because now I've known you as Anthony for so long. I'm going to probably call you Anthony from That's time okay. to time. But, okay. but, but, okay. but Ruben, you know, I, I don't know what the genesis of um, the the bondage to legalism is. I don't know uh, what your church background is. You've you've shared some of your background. Um, in worship and some other things in the past, um, but but you've you've just got a completely wrong concept of who who our Jesus is. Um, Jesus looks at you. The, the Bible says, um, how, "How precious are His thoughts toward you? How vast is the sum of them?" When Jesus looks at you, Reuben, what He sees is the finished product. He sees the man whose heart is crying out now for help. And all you need is sort of a reorientation about who God is and how much he loves you. And if, if you think that you've got to to do things or to be good or be better, uh, or, or the way you put it, I, I'm tired of not being good enough. Um, Christ has made you perfect. And until we understand that and then receive it by faith, we're always going to find ourselves striving against an impossible goal. So the, the short answer is yes, we can help you. I'd love to have you come uh, to the church and meet us. And uh, between me and Pastor Ken, we'd be happy to spend time with you. Because what Jesus wants for you is to receive all that he's done for you. And, and get moved from that place where you think you have to do more or be better in order to be acceptable to God. If you knew who Jesus really was, and I'm not questioning your salvation here, that's not the issue here, but if you really knew him, then you'd understand that it's impossible for him to punish you at all. Jesus, in fact, took the punishment that you deserved. And so he wouldn't punish you again. That would be in conflict with his very nature and character, Reuben. So what, what, what you need to do is learn how much he loves you, Learn that you're accepted in the Beloved. The Father sent His Son, and in that Beloved Son, you are approved. And all He wants for you is to enjoy a relationship with Him every single day. He's your friend. Make no mistake, He's Almighty God. 
but he's your friend. He's your brother because he made it possible for you, Reuben, to be adopted into the family of God. You're no, you're no longer an orphan. I'm not an orphan. I, I, I can't believe anybody would want me, but they did. And what, what he wants for you is for you to stop being a slave to your feelings. Stop being a slave to your striving to do better or be better and learn to enjoy the peace that he has. Now, I'm going to tell you, when you come to our church, you're probably not going to, uh, you'll probably be disappointed as well. This is a tacky strip mall church. It's got <laughs> lots and lots of people in it. But just like the story we told at the top with, with AJ, what you've got is a whole bunch of people who've let Jesus Christ have his way in their lives. And then miracles happen and things change. I'm not talking about the phony miracles that so much of the church is consumed with. I'm talking about miracles of transformation. So, Reuben, please make it a point to get here. Uh, when you get here, make it a point to get up and get in my face so that, so that we can meet face to face. And we will begin a process of helping you truly understand. I appreciate that you said when you hear me, you learn so much. Um, but, but what you need to really focus on is what the Spirit of God is saying to you through the Bible studies, or your Bible study, but also the Bible studies that we're doing, because that's what my role as a pastor is, is to teach the body. It kind of fits in with the, the scripture that Paula asked about until we all mature and reach unity in the faith. So we teach you, and when you learn who Jesus is, when you accept by faith what he's done, then you're going to be free. So Reuben, please find your way here. I know Seguin's... Uh, not too it's awful not far. far. We got a, yeah, we got a bunch of people who live in Seguin mm -hmm. uh, who it's make it out that, here. To be honest, so, it's, it's not too far at all. I can make it to your church in like 15 minutes, to be honest. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we've got services Wednesday night, Friday night, three services on Sunday, so there's no reason that you can't get here. And um, uh, we'll wrap our arms around you, and, and uh, I promise you we can help. Yeah. I, in I fact, would like in, that. Okay. Keep, I know you'll keep listening because what we're going to do after we take this next call and probably in the second half, we'll, we'll, I'm going to change my subject because my second half subject fits better with this first half topic. Okay. Thanks All for letting right. us know um, your name, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I, I, I want to, when do you have services again? Really quick. You said Wednesdays and, and Fridays. Wednesday, and Wednesday, Wednesday night and Friday night at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we've got three services on Sunday, 8.30, 10.15, and 11.59. Okay. Uh, just really quick, uh, can you lift me up in prayer? Right now, the past seven days, I've been dealing with severe anxiety. So that It's gotten to the point to where I, I hear a constant ringing in my ears, and I can't yeah. breathe, and then I'm, I'm just fighting fighting and you know a lot just but i just ask for peace of mind if yes. you could just let me, keep me in prayer and i would try my best to go out there tomorrow because i desperately need a change i need to change okay. this all okay, okay thank you reuben god bless yes, i'll be sir. praying for you god thanks a lot paul we got three minutes let's go to ray he's been holding a long time ray thanks for holding you're on the air uh i can i can wait after your prayer i can hold over the, the break it's just a quickie. Oh. Happy Valentine. Oh, okay, oh, well, thanks. thank you. Happy Valentine's to you too, Ray. Uh, go ahead if you got a comment or question. Go ahead now, and then we'll uh, uh, we'll we'll, well pray for, rather, for anything. I'd go rather ahead. you go ahead and 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 uh, he was uh, Reuben Anthony, what whatever you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he really wanted to hear you. Uh, raise him up and lift him up and I, I hope he realizes he's not alone in those bad isolation feelings so go ahead yeah. Pastor Ron and I'll, okay. I'll hold on till after okay thanks Ray God bless mm -hmm. well let's pray for, for Reuben mm -hmm. Father we thank you um, uh, th th there's more than symbolism um, with, with Reuben telling us his real name this is a time to remove um, uh, any and all duplicity from his heart. Open his heart. Pour out your spirit upon him. Set him free, Lord, from the anxiety. Set him free from um, the emotional pain, from the lies of the enemy. 
And today, Lord, by the power of your spirit, wrap your arms around Reuben as he's never had his, his, his been wrapped before. Pour out your love, the height and width and depth and breadth of mm-hmm. your love into his heart. And give him an extra dose of faith today, Jesus. Faith to believe what you've already declared. How beautiful you are, my darling Reuben. (laughs) There's no flaw in you. Mm -hmm. By the power of your spirit, Lord, help him to believe. And give him comfort now, we ask in Jesus' precious holy name. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, so, we, we are nearly at the end of the first. So, uh, if you want to answer my question real quick, well, I'll do that right at the top of the other. Okay. Other, okay. Yeah. So, we've got thirty minutes left in the date day edition of the program. God's doing neat things today. Three four zero ninety five eighty five, or live or, or uh, toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. You're listening to the Word to Stand Up for Life, the date day edition. Paul and I will be back in two minutes. Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the program. We have 30 minutes left and plenty of time for calls. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Ray, your patience is appreciated. You are on the air. Well, if I was a medical doctor, a physician, I'd really love more patients. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, even even so, I I seem not to have enough patients as it goes. But it was it was just a, a lesson for me in gaining patients. But uh, you know, it, it, when what what I originally was going to say, besides Happy Valentine's Day, was that. Uh, the the ceremony you you attended at at the at the tacky sort of little strip mall place <laughs> that it was held at is so completely on the other end of the scale because the steps of the courthouse I don't know I if I'm if I'm not mistaken that is the same uh Steps that uh, the foreclosures are uh, <laughs> <dealt> <laughs> off. And, and the golf course over here was foreclosed, and that's where it went off. And yeah. uh, so, I mean, the the opposite ends of the spectrum, you know. I mean, how how blessed can you be, you know? <laughs> Instead mm-hmm. of going down with with that sort of atmosphere that. Is got to be hanging around there. I, it, it, it reminded me of, of you talking about seeing the uh, the uh, uh, England and the cathedrals and all of that, and how dark and boat foreboding and and you yeah. know it just. I think that is there on those steps, <laughs> even though there's you know a bunch of people were trying to make it different, you know, by getting married there today, that's still, I think, where the foreclosures are, are off. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I, you know what I'm else? Just, yeah. I'm just so pleased. And, and then yeah. with uh, the thing about the Reuben there was that, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 uh, I know that we we are met when we do accept uh the goodness that he has for us that uh if we can just learn not only patience but gratitude gratitude even you know that uh it really does help and every time something doesn't go wrong for me i, I instead of just when i have something a windfall or what you know even even when things are just not even going wrong you know when they're just going by I go oh thank you lord this is this is just right up my alley thank you so much and <laughs> the, the more i cultivate that attitude the better things are 
and and yeah. I hope you know. But uh, so uh, just have to have to uh, enjoy what we can and and strive to do our best and bring everybody up instead of down and Thank love you, you guys. Thank love you, Ray. You God Thank bless. you so much. You know, Ray, Ray opened by talking about patience. Um, patience is the one thing we don't have to pray for. Mm-mm. God will give us patience. He, he'll, he'll see to and, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the problem, of course, uh, thinking about the wedding today, Paula, is on the courthouse there will be gay couples getting married. You'll be able to see that on the news tonight. Oh, yeah. uh, and, you know, gay marriage is the law of the land. Yeah. And, and uh, people who uh, are going to marry same-sex uh, people, um, th- then it should be judges. It should be secular courts that do it. Um, but um, as, as Ray knows, we have a school here, and so this is not an elegant place during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of activity and lots of noise, and uh, we cleared out the fifth and sixth grade room and 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 let them all come in and and do it. But it was um, um, I, it's it's like Jesus. I always think of our church uh, apart from being tacky. Um, I think of our church like the tabernacle. That, that was built under Bezalel in, in, in Moses um, in the Exodus wilderness. Uh, it was just so plain on the outside. There was nothing about it that would attract any attention. Um, you know, certainly not of, nothing of any value. It's not huge in size. Um, but but inside, once you go in, mm. it's the glory of God is there. The, the many and, treasures. And yes. today was just one of those examples where um, the glory of God was in this place oh, yeah. uh, today. That's what happens when people get saved and lives are changed. And uh, it's just really, really uh, a neat thing. So thank you very, very much. Let's go to Mason County, Texas, and talk with Ron on line one. Ron, thanks for calling. You're on the air. You bet. I just had, I wanted Reuben to know. I don't know how many other listeners were out there, but I'm sure there was a bunch of us. I stopped my pickup and put my hands up and went to praying for him that he'll really understand what you're telling him. <laughs> and I guarantee you, there's lots of pickups in the bar ditch. And that's all I wanted to say. It was a beautiful part in his. Oh, thank you, Ron. God bless you. See, that's. Uh, See, I don't even know Ron, but I hear him call every once in a while. I love you. <laughs> See, that's that's the beauty of of an audience. You know, um, um, uh, this isn't patting myself on the back, but but when when there's solid teaching, people change, mm-hmm. and uh, there's going to be a lot of people praying for Reuben, um, a lot of people who who understand his pain, and and now we can in prayer comfort. Reuben, with the comfort that we ourselves have received mm-hmm. from God. So, Ron, God bless you, man. Thank you mm-hmm. so very, very much mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. So, in in kind of a response, my second uh, half, and we're in the second half anyway. Well, tomorrow, uh, Pastor Alfredo and Sandra oh, yeah. will be illegally adopting baby Freddie, who is the younger brother of the two girls that they've already uh, adopted. And so... You know, I was thinking, um, you know what, when when people adopt other children, they don't know what they're getting, their genetic makeup. They don't know what those kids have seen, heard, or felt. You know, what are they bringing into this family? And and so I was thinking, wow. Um, and then, you know, Pastor Alfredo and Sandra have to meet all of these qualifications in order to take this child in and just the excitement. Well, in the night I was thinking, wow, you know, God the Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, they adopted us before the foundation of the earth, knowing full well who they were getting and how we were going to turn out and how long it's going to take some of us to become Christians and then some of us how we're going to behave. Even after we come become Christians, a lot of us like we did before we became saved and yet um, the love never runs out he's just always chasing us he knew full well and the excitement that he had you know you think and Jesus endured the agony of the cross for the joy set before him you and me and all those that he knew would be his no matter how they turned out and so as I was thinking of that I was just 
you know, um, Lord, from the beginning, you knew. And in Galatians, um, and this is especially for those of you, my new Reuben Anthony, um, Galatians 4, starting in verse 4, it says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who are slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Uh, you know, and it's to think. And he doesn't throw us back. Mm -hmm. He's adopted us. When you have your own children, you're kind of, you're stuck with them. But when you adopt, <laughs> you know, that's a bad way to put it. But when you adopt, you're picking, you're choosing of your own free will. Yeah. And so I was just thinking of that. And then um, if you want to comment while I go to Ephesians 1, um, that would be helpful. Well, all I all I can say, Paul, is is the specialness of adoption is something that's lost on us. You know, we see uh, movies and television shows, um, we read things on online. Um, uh, people who are adopted, who are in this this endless search for their birth parents, uh, because well, well, my birth parents didn't want me. They gave me up. I have to know why, or I, I want to know where I came from. And I understand um, um, the sentiment to a degree, but but what we lose focus of is the specialness of having been chosen mm -hmm. by by a parent who had an option not to to do anything. Yeah. Um, we um, we have started a ministry here at Calvary Chapel called Restoring Hearts Ministry. And it is an adoption, foster care, uh, unto adoption, uh, although not all foster care uh, situations end up in adoption. Um, and it was started by, really, three families in our church who went through the process. God just put it on their heart. Mm -hmm. And this is the way for ministry to start, incidentally. Um, God just put on their heart. Um, you've got a home, and, and you've got other kids that, that, that you can bring these children into their lives as well. And um, um, it started out with, with uh, David and Amanda, uh, who wanted a baby desperately and could, evidently couldn't have one. Mm -hmm. And they adopted uh, two, two uh, and then found out that those two had siblings. And so they adopted them, so now they got four kids. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as that gets done, she gets pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so they have another beautiful <laughs> baby who... who um, uh, and we we we've been with them through all of this, and and the the the, the amount of prayer that's gone into to those kids and in their own natural child. Um, you know, when she got pregnant with with her own child, she didn't give the other kids back. Oh no! Uh, she she chose them. She mm -hmm. loved them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then with Pastor Alfredo, and and Sandra, um, these are kids that were tangentially connected to the church, sort of. Uh, the, the the children of the grandfathers here, yeah, the grandfathers and, here. and aunts and um, and you know when I saw the first little girl, her name is Nomine. When I saw her, um, when when I first met her, I just my my heart broke because she was so broken, and there just didn't appear to be any hope in her life. And then um, uh, Alfredo and Sunder step up and adopted her. Uh, went, going through the foster care process because it's a legal process. Uh, and she changed so much. And then, well, there was another baby, mm -hmm. uh, Karen, who who now is just <laughs> almost unstoppable. You can't keep up with her. Uh, and then baby Freddie, who, who uh, the third sibling. And and tomorrow that adoption mm -hmm. will be will be finalized. And you know those kids, oh, well, wonderful. They're not perfect. Alfred and Sandra didn't give them back. No. Um, and, and they are so excited about finally all three of them now legally being theirs. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott and Wanda Croft, who head up this ministry, Restoring Hearts, um, they had two children of their own, um, and uh, there was another child brought into their home uh, as God put this on their heart. He had a sibling. Mm -hmm. 
An and, older. An older sibling. Yeah. And so now, now they've got two more. Mm-hmm. And there's so much help needed and so much uh, that, that people can do. And we've had just a bunch of people here at the church respond to this ministry. And uh, I have no doubt that there will be other families fostering. We have grandparents who have oh, become of, parents yes. in our church. So we've now got a support system that can help them mm-hmm. uh, in, in the difficult times. We've got one lady, Johanna, who has been with us nearly much 20 years. Time, yeah. yeah, And, um, um, you, you know, she, she keeps taking grandchildren in. Mm-hmm. Uh, of her prodigal mm-hmm. and um, uh, I swear I swear that she's getting younger and <laughs> more vibrant and more energy because I, I wouldn't have thought it was even possible she could do this mm-hmm. but 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 my point and this is for you Reuben is that all of this is God letting you know how special you are he chose you when you wouldn't have chosen you and he chose you before you'd done anything. So the thing that we want to do is finish in the Spirit that which God began in the Spirit mm-hmm. rather than um, um, striving to please the one who's already thrilled with you. Yeah. Okay. So we have another caller. Yeah, and then we'll pick you okay. where you want. Let's nope. go to Phyllis online, too. Phyllis, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Well, hello, Pastor Ron and Paula. Hi, my beautiful. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. <laughs> I um, I want to say if uh, Ruben's still listening, I of course we all praying for you, Ruben. And I uh, called because I had something to share. I had uh, some years ago. I was getting dressed to go to work, and I remember early morning. I stood in the mirror and I asked the Lord. Um, I'm like, Lord, why do we have to die? Death is so painful for the people that is left behind. And I remember hearing the Holy Spirit said, because because sin cannot enter into my kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I found it amazing because I, I got an answer right away. And fast forward to maybe... Six years down the road, I'm in Bible college, and my instructor had said, what is the one time that you heard the Holy Spirit speak to you? So we had to put that on on, on, a, on our, uh, one of our assignments. Mm-hmm. So I go back to the time that I knew he spoke to me while I was in the mirror. And as I'm, as I'm typing my assignment, about the incident, and I said, Lord, why do we have to die? The people that are left behind is so painful for them. And the Holy Spirit came back and said, it was painful for me also. <laughs> so that is something I really wanted to share. And uh, it was more or less a... Um, a I guess an eye opener because coming up, I didn't understand what my mom said. You could hear the Holy Spirit speak to you yeah. if you turn mm-hmm. off, if you turn off some of that music and television. You could hear him. So mm-hmm. I just uh, I'm so grateful that um, as you mentioned Sunday, Pastor Ron, if we just stay at His feet, I mean that's the most yeah. beautiful thing we could do. And I appreciate mm-hmm. you, you guys Pastor. very much. And I'm like Paula. I'm waiting on the answer for Ephesians. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank have you a blessed much. day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Phyllis. God bless. <laughs> I had, Paula, a similar incident as a very, very young Christian um, when I was uh, uh, reading through John 11, the same sort of incident uh, um, that we were teaching this past Sunday, uh, when Jesus was uh, at the tomb of Lazarus and wept. Mm-hmm. And, and I asked the question, Lord, there's so much pain um, why did you weep? You, you know you're going to raise him from the dead. Why did you weep? And and his answer was because my heart hurt for those who were hurting. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what Phyllis said. Mm-hmm. If we understand that, um, we go all the way back to Reuben again. Uh, if we understand that, that when you're in pain, Reuben, he's in pain. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he became a man for the reason that, that he could empathize with us. He could feel what we feel. Uh, and that he's right there with you in the person of the Holy Spirit, um, comforting you in those difficult times of pain. You know, um, he saw the pain at Lazarus's tomb, and and that was it. So, okay. I just want to say, well, you want to answer Phyllis's question? Yeah, uh, the, the Ephesians four. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, during the break, Paul and I were talking about mm-hmm. this. I'm really not sure what what the question is. Um, uh, this is a passage of scripture where God is saying in Ephesians four that I've provided. Uh, um, teachers and, 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 and evangelists and, and uh, uh, pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets uh, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Um you know, clearly the, the idea here is the body is, is to be taught. Uh, the apostles and prophets are no longer um, for today. They're the, the, the same book, Ephesians, in chapter 2 says they're the foundation that was laid. And there has to be a good foundation in order for us to grow on that foundation. But the, the rest, the, 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 the pastors, teachers, and evangelists, uh, are given so that we can build on this house. And the idea is until we all reach unity, until we're mature, until we are pursuing the fullness of measure in Christ. Now, obviously, in this world, that's a process where we become more and more like Jesus every single day. Um, but but I think we're thrown off here by this, this word unity, uh, until we all reach unity in the faith. There's never going to be unity in the faith. Mm. Uh, in the first century church, uh, they didn't have a million different denominations. There was just the apostles' doctrine. And false teachers were springing up, to be sure. But um, um, there's never in the history of, of the world been unity in the faith uh, because our unity um, um, is, is imperfect. We, we don't understand completely. We understand in part until we understand in full. So that unity, that moment of unity, when we'll see him, for the very first time, and will be like him until that time. Paul's point is, the church is going to go on with teachers and evangelists and 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 pastors, so that people can be more and more like Jesus. I think this describes Paula the process of sanctification, okay. becoming more like Jesus every day. Okay. And I don't want to spend more time on that because we're inside five minutes, and I know sure. you had something else you sure, want to sure, go sure. to. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think well. I'll go ahead and read it, but I think we already answered this pretty well, But because um, I want to get to uh, Romans 8 as well. But in, in Ephesians 1, 3 through 5, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. That's the NIV. I like it better in the New Living Translation. And I'll just, um, it says, and it gave him great pleasure to do so. Um, But yeah, before the foundation of the world. And when Pastor Ron told Reuben that how beautiful he is, my darling, there is no flaw in him. um, The Lord has, before the creation, he uh, created us to be holy and blameless in his sight. And so that's what we should we should take. But in um, Romans 8, <clears throat> um, starting in verse 22, For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Verse 23 is the key. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. That's a great adoption. Not only a good life that we can, we can live here on this earth, but our full rights as his adopted children, we get new bodies 
man. And you always are talking about your new body being 6,270 pounds. <laughs> Have the voice of James Earl Jones. Yeah, and James Earl Jones' voice. I'll uh. be happy. <laughs> I would take Adrian Rogers' voice, too, but I'm not going to be picky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have a perfect voice when you... But see, that's, that's, what we, that's, that's our hope. And, and I think whether it's people like Reuben or, or others, when we find ourselves striving, we're, we're, we're forgetting that earth isn't heaven. We're always going to have that Roman 7 struggle that the Apostle Paul had. Mm-hmm. What yeah. I want to do, I can't do. What I don't want to do, that's what I find myself doing. Oh, wretched man that I am. Mm-hmm. Who can deliver me from this body of death? Well, he answers it. I thank my God through Jesus Christ. He's already rescued us. And if we understand that, then we pursue uh, with the motivation of love and gratitude. We pursue then becoming more and more like Jesus every day. Mm-hmm. And the closer we get to him the more like him we are, um, the darker we, we see our flesh. Mm-hmm. And those are good things. Yeah. Uh, but when we, we put pressure on ourselves to be perfect or keep doing better, um, the result, Paul, is that we uh, find ourselves in a place where the enemy can absolutely pound and the condemnation is overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's Jude where the Lord says, keep yourselves in the love of Christ and it will keep you safe. Yeah. Safe and sane. Yes. So. Hey, thanks for the phone calls today. Thank you for your hearts being poured out. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word, Lord willing. We'll see you then. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.